Voice America Sports Voice, KMOX. A great more sports open line rolling on here on a Monday night on KMOX. We're very happy to be able to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Welcome in our uh, good friend. You see him on Channel 5 working as a reporter and an anchor. He is Corey Miller. You follow him on Twitter at Corey underscore Miller 5. Corey, always appreciate you taking some time with us. How are you? I am good, Matt. I was wondering if you're going to play me in with the Seinfeld team again. I was very happy to hear it. Yeah, so uh, we went to break, and I looked at sports producer extraordinaire Matt Pajeski, and I said, don't forget the Seinfeld theme. So we were all over it. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, let's uh, let's start by talking a little Missouri football. That was a win uh, against Kentucky that it feels like. I, I was thinking about this. When was the last time Missouri had a team that would have won that game? And it's it's been a long time. It really felt like that was a step forward. Oh, gosh, probably a decade ago, that 13 or, or 14 team under Gary Pinkle uh, probably could have done something like that. But I tweeted right after it was over. That's the kind of game that Missouri teams have – just rolled over and found a way to lose. And this team dug deep, battled back. They were not going to lose that game. Very, very impressive. You had to get one or two, LSU or Kentucky, I think, out of this little pair. And they got one of them. So they still got a chance in a special season. It's Sports can be – I'm a big believer in that we get to these these kind of – uh, crossroads moments of seasons where things can go really good or go really bad. And they should have beat LSU. They didn't. That happens over the course of a season. And then they go Kentucky, South Carolina. And after that, they've got Georgia and Tennessee. And Georgia and Tennessee are both very losable games. So if you lose that game against Kentucky, then all of a sudden you're looking at that there's a legit possibility of losing four or five or maybe five in a row, but you get this win against Kentucky. You've got a home game now coming up uh, against South Carolina. I mean, I know it's just one game, but in so many ways it feels like it's bigger than one game. Oh, definitely. Kentucky's someone, I mean, you think basketball always Kentucky, but the last couple of years Mark Stoops built a great program, and Mizzou just can't beat them, especially there. They hadn't beat Kentucky in Lexington since 2013. That's I was just talking about one of the last teams that maybe could have pulled something like this off. So it felt big because it was big, and it sets up the rest of your schedule, and you're looking ahead. You're trying not to look too far ahead, but it's human nature. So you're thinking maybe you get South Carolina, hopefully. You should hopefully get Florida. You should get Arkansas. And then, heck, who knows? Uh, you give Georgia a run for the money if you can give LSU a run for their money. And Georgia's without their best player now for a couple weeks in Brock Bowers. So the sky's the limit. Missouri fans are feeling good right now. They get the win basically with very little contribution from Luther Burden. And that I felt like that was key as well. You don't want that to happen, but they proved that they've got enough other things that they can do that he doesn't have to have a dominating performance to beat a good team on the road. That's a, a great point. Two catches, 15 yards, I think Luther Burden had the whole game. And when those, that's his stat line and you still see a W next to it, you got to feel great. And Brady Cook didn't even have his best game. He gutted it out. He's a winner. He's going to do what the team needs to, to get a W out of it. But none of the guys really had their best game, and they still managed to, to pull it out. I mean, that fake pun is what everybody's still talking about. And that if this season does end up being special, I think we're going to come back to that as kind of the crux of, of the whole thing. Luke Bauer, the Smet kid, stepping up, throwing a bomb on, on fourth down when you're down 14 and nothing. Just an unbelievable moment. Actually, Frank Cusimano is going to have a story with, with him and his family tonight on Channel 5 that I know Mizzou fans would love to see. So 
Uh, just a, a great win, and uh, Luke Bauer, one for one, 39 yards, 100 uh, QB rating. I, I think he should be getting some Heisman votes. What do you uh, think? Th- yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> um, if, if he does that, what, uh, 30 times a game for the rest of the season? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the cliche is fortune favors the bold, though, and I feel like when, going back to what I said a moment ago about being a crossroads moment, if you're going to come up with the win in that situation, you have to be willing to take some gambles. And you know what? If if they go the wrong way, you were in position where you were maybe going to lose the game anyways. But if they come through, then all of a sudden you put yourself in position to win. That's kind of what Coach Drinkwood said after the game. 14 nothing on the road in that environment. You have to do something to spark the team. And if it doesn't work, you know what? It already was kind of looking like it wasn't being good night anyways. And if it does, well, you just turn the whole thing around and, uh, thank goodness it worked out, and uh, Drinkwitz and Kirby Moore have been uh, really killing it with the uh, the play calling this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, college basketball, Mizzou basketball, the AP preseason top 25 is out. Missouri is receiving votes, but they're they're outside of the top 25. They're, I think they're about 10 deep into uh, the receiving votes. Is there anything more useless in the world of athletics now than the preseason college basketball poll where everybody's redesigning their team with transfers every season that nobody actually realizes who's good and who isn't good going into the season? Oh, definitely. And a couple of years ago, if Mizzou was coming off a season like they just had and they weren't ranked in the top 25, People would be all sorts of mad, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's still some people who are. But with Dennis Gates, I think the fan base has kind of adopted his cool demeanor. Just play it cool. He knows what he's doing. He's got the guys. He's got even more coming with the number one recruiting class in 24. We don't need to be ranked or anything. Everything's going to work out just fine. So, yeah, it's a useless preseason exercise. But uh, the Dennis Gates faith is very, very strong. It's it's remarkable, isn't it? And, and I mean, we, we could have the exact same conversation when the season ended last year, but everything he's done from a recruiting standpoint, I always like in the world of college athletics, there's so much like sleaziness out there. You don't see genuine people. And if Gates isn't genuine, then he's really, really good at faking it. It feels like he loves these kids. And uh, that as much as anything is important about this, the, the recruiting and the relationships he's creating, and that this is going to be a program as long as he is in Columbia, that's going to be kind of a, a relationship based recruiting slash winning. Oh, you hit the nail on the head right there. I, sincere, genuine, consistent. I mean, he's even consistent down to the fact that he wears the same exact suit and tie for every single game. I, he's, he's worn that tie out. We'll see if he has a different one this year. But the players know what they're going to get every single day from this guy, and he genuinely cares about him. He says he tells them that every single day. He's meant, made mention multiple times in post-game press conferences how – He's going to be sitting uh, in the in the crowd at their all these players' weddings in the future. So uh, it, it starts from a place of being sincere and and showing that he cares about them, and the wins will come. And they came faster than anybody thought they would. All right, before we get you out of here, uh, outside of your absolute disdain for the Houston Astros jerseys, which we can talk about in a moment, <laughs> uh, anything really strike you about what's been going on so far in the baseball playoffs? Uh, you know, the Phillies are just so exciting, and uh, that's. That's the must-see team, I think, right now. Uh, Bryce Harper is is every single at bat. You got to make sure you get to your TV to watch what he's going to do. Nick Castellanos even right now too. I wish we had a little bit more uh, parity and some some back and forth series so far. Uh, everything's been pretty much a sweep or just a one game or 
uh, in between there. So I'd like to see a little bit more back and forth, but I think I speak for the collective America other than the city of Houston. We do not need to see the Astros in the World Series again. So let's go, Rangers. The Astros are down right now 5-4, top of the ninth, uh, two outs, so three more outs to go that the Rangers need to get uh, in the bottom of the ninth inning if they're going to hold on and take uh, a 2-0 series lead. Always like to apply things to the Cardinals. Is there anything? You know, the Rangers are a team that lost a lot of games last year. And now they're uh, now they're winning a lot of games, and and it looks like uh, they could very likely be in the World Series. the The Diamondbacks are a team that didn't have an especially good season. Here they are in the NLCS. Is there anything that the Cardinals can learn from the performances of these playoff teams? Well, gosh, if you're, if you're the Rangers, for sure, be aggressive uh, this off season. Yeah, they got a lot of big name guys on that roster, and. Even one, their biggest name guy, Jacob DeGrom, is not even contributing because he's hurt. But they were aggressive in the offseason, the last couple offseasons, with Seager and Simeon already there. And uh, they were aggressive at the trade deadline and got the Cardinals' best pitcher, uh, Jordan Montgomery. So be aggressive for sure is what you can take away from the Rangers. What I take away from the Arizona Diamondbacks is that baseball is weird, and that's a lot of fun sometimes. And <laughs> if you get in, who knows what could happen. Uh, so I think everybody's loving the D-back story, but – Man, these Phillies are on a roll. I think this might be the end of the line for Arizona. It's uh, it's really odd because anything can happen in the ba- baseball playoffs, and you can lose on a fluke, and it can be lucky or unlucky, um, and th- that happens every year. But at the same time, you want to build a roster that is most built for the postseason. And just looking at the NLCS, you have one example in the Phillies who absolutely are built for the postseason, and you have an example in the Diamondbacks who are kind of a little bit lucky. And it it creates a situation where, like, if you're the Cardinals and you haven't had a lot of postseason success, you can say, well, you know what, they've been unlucky a bunch of times, and that can be legitimate. Or you can say, well, you know what, they haven't gone and constructed a roster that's good enough for the postseason, and that can be correct too. It's it's very hard to kind of uh, dig through the reality of it. Yeah, you can uh, use whatever kind of logic you want to You make your point. Uh, you're right there. But I'll tell you what, the Cardinals for the last couple of years have thought they did enough to just get in and uh, they would probably never tell you that straight out but just from looking at the moves from the outside that's what it looks like they were shooting for that hasn't been good enough and this year it really backfired so it's going to take a major commitment a major investment uh, to make sure you're not just a team that gets in to make sure you're a team that gets in and can actually make some noise he is Corey Miller. You see him on Channel 5 as a reporter and an anchor. You follow him on Twitter at Corey underscore Miller. 5. Corey, we always appreciate you taking some time with us. We'll catch up with you again real soon. Thanks for having me on, Matt. All right, you bet. There's Corey Miller from Channel 5 joining us. And, yeah, we appreciate him taking a moment or so with us. We'll take a break. When we come back, I'm going to dig a little deeper on this Kimming situation in Miami and what it means uh, for the Marlins, why I think that's an organization that should be embarrassed today. We'll get into that coming up in just a moment. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. (laughs) 